Hello guys, today I'm going to read chapter 17 of the Detectives in Toga. So here I go. Chantipus was amazed as the boys when uh, as the boys uh, Chantipus was amazed as the boys when he heard the identity of the man who had sent the career. Many years ago, ex-consul Tellus had been a famous general who defeated the Persians and the Armenians uh, uh, and half a dozen other Iranian tribes. After a number of campaigns, campaigns, he heard he had returned home a hero and with the millions he had gained the, uh, in booty retired to private li- life since since then his fame had somewhat faded but he kept some sort of reputation alive by expensive par- Prades he gave to his huge palace in the gardens of Lucullus. Nevertheless, he was not popular. He was feared for the most ma- malicious tongue and for his tremendous influence in social life and polit- politics. He was a close friend of all highest dignitaries, and it was that said that the emperor himself had great faith in Tellus and told him all his plans. Shantipus sat in his room surrounded by books. <laughs> Papers compasses, rulers, and other grammatical in- instruments. Tell us, he said, placing his injured leg on a hassock. Tell us, this certainly is a surprise. If, co- of course, it is beautifully conformist for my store's theory about an important personage, but to tell the truth, I hadn't counted on anyone quite that important. Well, it, if it's so, it's so. We must, we must not put off by this. Let us consider this turn of events with cool heads, my young friends. The boys grinned flattered. This was the first time Shantipus had ever offered to discuss the subject with the boys on a basis of equality. It seems unlikely that Tellus has any com- connection with the crime, Shantipus said. What reason could, could an ex-consul have for engineering a crime to throw suspicion upon young Rufus? Antonius spoke up. Maybe he was envious because Rufus' father just won such a great victory over the Gauls. Generals are always jealous of each other. Pompey wanted to kill Caesar. Caesar wanted to kill Pompey. And afterwards, Brutus killed 
killed Caesar, and Antony killed Brutus. And my father knew a general who even killed himself because he was mad when another general won a battle. That's enough," Shantipas interrupted him. "You can tell us about that during the history lesson. It is quite true that jealousy and envy will drive people to most illogical actions." Attilus himself is so successful a general that he does not have to beguile his colleague Pertonius of victory. Besides, at the the time of the fencing of the temple, nobody in Rome knew anything about the victory. Otherwise, the the news. Of it would have appeared in the morning newspaper, so the culprits must have had other motives, motives, motives. And for that reason, I scarcely believe it was Tellus. I, a little reasoning should make that clear. Tellus is a person who lives only for his. Pleasure, it, and it is no pleasure to steal through the dark streets of Rome at night, to knock out harmless teachers, rob them, and smear obscured buildings, sacred buildings. Tellus can afford amusements of other sort. Furthermore, Tellus is a friend and intimate of the emperor. He could certainly think twice about risking all his position, the trust he now occupies, for for he of all people would now would know the emperor does not take kindly so to such jokes, and finally. How could Tellus have known that Caius and Rufus quarrelled, and at that Rufus writing tablet was here at school? Shall I assume that one of you ran off to him and told him all about it? No, no, the boys protested. Shantipas tugged at his pointed beard. Well then, you see that it cannot have been Tellus. Hypothesis. Hypotheses. Publius murmured in a low voice. Fortunately, Shantipas did not hear him. We will now consider the situation in in another light. He continued. Tellus sent the courier. There, there is no doubt about that. Nobody would dare to misuse the name of the mighty ex-consul. But Tellus might. But Tellus may well have have acted as the unexpecting agent up for the real culprit, a person. Living the way he does 
has many hangers on it. It, it, it is well known that he is a great admirer of actors, dancers, acrobats, and such and other such characters. Characters. Now I happen to know that the that the night of the uh, of the desecration of the temple Tellus gave one of his disgusting feasts it there is therefore the following possibility one of his guests may have started the rumor of the desecration of the temple and have per- persuaded Tellus to send the career to the newspaper. He would know that Tellus, a friend of the emperor, would feel bound to make a fuss. The man lied, of course, for the temple had not yet been defe- defe- defensed. But then later, he must have secretly slipped away from the banquet in order to commit the crime. Possibly, he had no chance to do it before, but he also wanted to cast suspicion on Rufus right from the start, uh, and therefore he persuaded Tellus to send the reports uh, to the newspaper before the censor's office closed. Our next task is therefore, who was this guest? Phobos spoke up. Tellus parties are always so large that we might just as well look for the criminal in the forum. Sarcasm gets us nowhere. Shantipus reproved him. You are only trying to make up an imprudence for lack of intelligence. And I know that Tellus parties are very large, but the guest we are looking for will have certain dis- distinguishing marks. For one thing, the route between his home and the palace of Tellus must have run by the temple of Minerva. Otherwise, he could not claim to have discovered an elegant desecration of the temple. When a man tells a lie like that, he must take care to make it possible. But it was dark then. How did he... How could he have seen anything? Caius asked. A rich man out at night is accompanied by many slaves with torches and lanterns, Shandipa said. And tell us guests are all rich. Naturally, there is nothing written on the temple at the time he passed, since he is he did it himself later on. He the slaves also saw nothing, but then they probably knew nothing about his lie to the ex-consul Tellus. 
Chantipus got up and hobbled over to a map to, of Rome, which hung on the wall. Now look, he said, to grasp a significance of this, you must follow me closely. Tellus Palace is over here in the gardens of Lucy Lucas. Lucy Lucas. Tellus guests are high dignities and almost all of them live near the Imperial Palace on the Palatine Hill. Their route as you can see, leads directly across the Forum, past the Capitol, and along the broad street to the gardens of, of Lucullus. Nobody, nobody down across the Esquiline Hill, especially not at night. Guests who live on the Villanals or the Colonels are ruled out of the start since the temple of Minerva since the temple of Minerva is in the opposite direction. Therefore a question therefore a question narrows down those who live those who live on the Esquiline Esquiline Hill itself. But even at that, the, the Temple of Minerva is so out of the way that only two or three of them could possibly pass at it. He, we can therefore confine our attention to a very small number of persons. Shantipus limped back to his easy chair and sat down. The boys were much impressed by his explanation, but they did not know how to go, in, in, go on from there. What if the guest himself did not do it, but ordered one of his slaves to? Julius suggested. Shantipus shook his head. That is particularly out of the question, he said. You all know the proverb. Most dangerous part of the, a slave is, is his tongue. No rich man would entrust a slave with an important secret unless he were, could not help himself. He would be too afraid if of the slave talking or using backmail. A rich man has to commit his own crimes if he wants to sleep peacefully. This too struck the boys as a sound reasoning. But how were there they ever going to pin the blame on on the mysterious guest for all that Shantabus had had so cleverly narrowed a circle around him around him there is still there still were a great many of people living on the city 
on the dynasty of the Temple of Minerva. The boys could not very well, very well go from door to door asking, "Excuse us, please, but are you the man who wrote Caius is a dumbbell on the temple wall?" Why don't we just go to tell us and ask him? Musius proposed, but Chantipas was opposed to that. That would wouldn't help us at all, and might even lead to trouble. He said, "Tell us, uh, tell us, tell us is friends with everybody who counts." He he would not want to offend anyone, and will therefore answer no questions. Tell us is a politician. Po- um, politician, politic, politician, and in the politics, one. Hand washes the other. We won't ever find the man. Then Julius said, losing heart. All we can do is ask help. Uh, ask the help of the gods. We ought to bring them a sacrifice. Well, now there's no use running to unnecessary expense, Shantabuska. Contrary, the gods help those who help themselves. For the present, we can try another plan. And I happen to know another fact about Tellus, which will be useful to us. Although Tellus gives the impression of carrying for nothing. But pleasure, he is really always looking out for his personal future. A politician never knows. A politician never knows whether he may not fall into disgrace someday. And at such times, it is well to have old friends to depend on. But then, the, but when things are going badly for a man, old friends have a way of forgetting their friendship. Tell us it is cunning. He has a sort of guest book, and and asks all his guests to sign their names in it. Naturally, each of them feels honored when the rich and famous ex-consul makes such a request. But Tellus' guest book is not just an ordinary scroll which might be lost or destroyed. It is a white marble wall in the great hall of his palace. Tellus has uh, had a special red paint made. Which is not washable, and the guests paint their names on the wall with a brush. Over each list of the names is placed the date of the feast at which the guests are were 
present. That is very handy of, for us since the name of the guest we are interested in will be under the twentieth of March. But how can we get a look at this guest list? Guest list. Musius asked. I have a plan in mind. Shantipus. Shantipus replied. It, but it hangs on someone's being able to commit to to memory all the names. There may have been fifteen, twenty, or even more guests at the fair. At the affair. Which of you has a good memory? Me, Antonius burst out. I have a terrific memory. I even remember when I lay in my cradle. It is awful. I couldn't talk yet. All I could say was father and mother. At that made me so mad that I cried all the time. Uh, that is not any special feat of memory, Shantipus said dearly. I too remember lying in my cradle. The boys broke into peals of laughter. There was something in irresistibly funny about the idea of Shantipus ever having been a baby. Quiet, Shantipus snapped. If you want to laugh, do it at home or in the streets. I will not have laughter in my presence. Julius spoke up. Antonius really does have a good memory. He only has to read something once, and he knows it by heart. If that, if that is so, why does he never know his lists of Greek words? Shantipus com- commented. That's because he never looks at them. Pius murmured. He, you are you. All of the opinion that Antonius has the best memory among you, Shantabus asked. Yes, the boys agreed. Antonius joining the chores. All right then, Shantabus said, not very enthusiastically. Then we have no choice. We must send him to Chalice. Tell us. Maybe Antonius cried overwhelmed. You are to take him a letter from me, Shantipus said. A few years ago, I did some historical research for Tellus so that he knows me. I will write and ask him to put in a good word for Rufus with the emperor. He will toss my petition into his waste basket and and read, but that does not matter. You take the letter to the palace and say you are to wait for an answer. There are ten sisters. Here are ten sisters. Give them to the doorkeeper so that he will let you in. He will lead you into a great hall where uh, the marble wall with 
The list of the names is, and while the letter is being is being taken to tell us, and you are waiting for the re, re, reply, you will have time enough to look for the names under twentieth of March. At March and learn them by heart. But then hurry straight back here and don't linger on the way. There, when we have the names, we will know where the people live. It will, it will then be easy to find the man we want. Chantipas hastily wrote a few lines on a parchment, rolled it up, and gave it to Antonius. All right, be off with you. You should be back within an hour at the latest. I'll be back a lot sooner than that, Antonius said and scotted at the door. Out the door. Why can't all? Why can't we all go? Musius asked in disappointment. More than he, more than one would would make for awardness. Shantipas said. Besides, you would only dis distract Antonius. We must free the consecrate completely on the names. So now we have to sit around here for an hour doing nothing. Caius said grumpily. I don't think I should think not. Shantipas snapped. As as long as you are here, you just may just as well learn something. Where, by the way, is the homework I assigned you? Homework? Caius asked. Pretending innocent, you were supposed to write out the Greek words in fair hand ten times. Oh, that! Caius mumbled. I was sick. So you were sick, are you? Shantibus mimicked to him. Too bad. You were looking very well today. Here is a tablet and a stylus. Go into the schoolroom and get to work. And you others, you can each take a volume, a volume of stylus from my shelf over there and study a little Roman history. The boys picked out the books, went into the the classroom, and sat down on the benches. Caius stared unhappily down at his writing tablet. He no longer had a slightest idea what Greek words he was supposed to write. The others were not in a very Industrious mood, either. They'd never liked the solust anyway, and their minds were on Antonius. What a shame! Each boy was thinking that it was Antonius who had the best memory, and not himself.
So that was chapter 17. Bye, guys. See you later. See you later. See you later. See you later. Bye, guys. Thank you.